0: Hi, this is Robert Helms, and thanks for listening to the Real Estate Guys podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think. Thanks so much. Now, on with the show. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program, and happy Thanksgiving. Today, our guest on the show is you. That's right. It's time for Ask the Real Estate Guys. You've been sending in your emails, asking us burning questions, and today is today. We're going to get to as many as we can on the Real Estate Guys radio network.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment. Get a free audiobook. Log on to audiopodcast.com
2: forward slash realestateguys for details. Get a download of your choice when you sign up today. In today's crazy economy, you name it, what aren't you worried about? I mean, there's your 401k, large investment banks are failing, and it seems every day there is more bad economic news. That's why I decided it's time to take action and invest in physical silver. I really like the idea of investing in something I can touch and own, not just a piece of paper that can disappear like some of my stock funds. Silver is a great hedge against inflation. And unlike gold, silver has a huge industrial demand, which is one of the reasons why some analysts expect it to dramatically rise in value. I also found the biggest challenge in owning silver is finding a place to buy it. If you spend any time looking, you'll find that everybody is sold out, taking back orders and charging an incredible premium. I then was lucky that a friend told me about RBOR. They specialize in 100-ounce pure silver bars, perfect for an investor like me. Here's their number, 800-395-1123. That's 800-395-1123. I know their supply is limited. It's 800-395-1123. 800-395-1123. Go online with
3: The Real Estate Guys.
1: The Real Estate Guys need your help. We're conducting an online survey to learn more about the information that you're looking for and how we can help grow The Real Estate Guys radio program. Just a few minutes of your time will help us help you. While you're online, subscribe to our e-newsletter. You'll automatically be entered to win a cruise with The Real Estate Guys. Help us to help you. Go online with The Real Estate Guys at realestateguysradio.com. realestateguysradio.com.
0: Welcome to The Real Estate Guys Radio Program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Thanks for tuning in this uh, Thanksgiving weekend, or if you're listening just after Thanksgiving. Hope you had a uh, a wonderful time. I'm here with the guys. Let's meet them. First of all, our co-host, financial strategist, Russ Gray. Hey, Robert. Hey there. You're uh, you're looking like you didn't gain more than three or four pounds over Thanksgiving weekend.
3: Yeah, well, that was per... uh... Per thigh.
0: Ah, per thigh. Okay. Well, there you go. That's about the thighs of it. And also joining us, the man we call the Godfather of real estate, who spent uh, had more Thanksgivings uh, in his book than than uh, us put together. It's Bob Helms.
4: And they've all been good ones. All right. Literally all of them.
0: So much uh, to be thankful for this time of the year. And uh, one of the things we're super thankful for after broadcasting for 11 years is uh, our listeners. And uh, you have grown so much. And I don't mean after dinner. I mean uh, that uh, our show started just on one station and it grew to lots of stations. And now with the magic of the Internet, in addition to our live radio presence, we are uh, podcasting and people download our show every week. And the numbers just go up and up and up. And uh, what that means is that also the number of questions that that people ask go up. Even though rarely do we solicit questions I- anymore, um, but people still send us questions. And so we thought, you know what we got to be doing? we got to be doing some shows where we take your questions. So that's what we're going to do today. You are our guest today on The Real Estate Guys, and uh, we've got lots of uh, great questions to answer, uh, some of which we, we figured answers to, some of which we have no idea. But uh, either way, we'll get uh, get through the pile. And uh, if you have a question for The Real Estate Guys, best thing to do would be uh, to send it to Guys at realestateguysradio.com. Now, the disclaimers are we don't uh, promise to answer every question. Uh, Don't wait uh, for us to answer a question uh, before you do something about a situation because we're just not set up to regularly answer questions uh, personally, although we sometimes do if it's something that we think we can uh, give you some insight on. And then also keep in mind that we are not your advisors because we're on the radio. Uh, We're here to give you uh, not advice but ideas, uh, strategies, uh, things to consider, and uh, it's your job to take it from there.
3: Yeah, I mean, we always talk about that. There's a big difference between professional advice and that big difference is that you've paid for it and that the person giving it to you has professional insurance to back you up in case something goes sideways. When you listen to the radio or when you watch TV or you read a newspaper or a book or an article, uh, those are really just ideas and strategies, things that you then take to go see your professional advisors and either ask them to affirm or tweak them a little bit, and give you something that you truly can rely upon. So uh, we have a good time on the show. We have a lot of fun stuff we want to talk about, but uh, don't be running off to the bank and doing business based on the things you hear on the radio.
0: Absolutely. All right, uh, so uh, with that, it's time to uh, get uh, our questions uh, rolling. So, gentlemen, for your uh, esteem consideration, uh, this comes from uh, Dave. Hey, guys, love your show. Oh, Oh, by the way. That's a great way to start out an email, Dave. Uh, Hey, guys, love your show. Uh, Here's the bummer part. I'm upside down on my mortgage. Okay, so upside down on your mortgage would typically mean that uh, your home is worth less than the value of the mortgage, which lots of folks across America have this same issue uh, at this time. Uh, And to make matters worse, my wife lost her job after we had our first baby this year. I have been calling my lender, whose name I will admit, for the past two weeks to see if they would consider modifying my loan, but I keep getting transferred from one department to another. I am dipping into my savings to make ends meet, but the sad reality is if we cannot modify our loan, I will walk away from my home. Do you have any advice for us? Please help. Thanks so much for reading, Dave. Uh, Dave Dewey. Uh, and, uh, thanks for, uh, your inquiry. It's a tough situation. And, and the reason that I uh, chose this uh, question to answer is you're not the only uh, person who answered a similar question. You just really worded it succinctly. Uh, this is happening a lot. We have a lot of folks who, uh, got into a a property and either the loans adjusted and their payment is now more than they can handle, or the property's value is down or both, or for whatever reason, they've lost a job, unemployment is up, right, some of the things we talked about last week. And so they, these are difficult times. But the good news is probably more than I've ever seen in my lifetime, lenders are willing uh, to work with you, however, that that isn't uh, a complete uh, blanket statement. There's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts. So um, let's answer this question, guys.
3: I think the first thing, Dave, is that you need to make sure that uh, you you're you've made up your mind whether or not you want to keep the property. That's step number one. Do I want to keep the property? Do I have the ability to hold on to this property? And if I do what am I willing to pay or what am I able to pay that is sustainable? And you have to be armed with that information. The second thing is when you contact the lender, you want to make sure that you're talking to the right department. A lot of times when you call in, if you're not late, you're going to have a hard time getting anybody to want to talk to you because there's so many people who are already late that are in much more of a crisis situation. And it really shouldn't be that way. If you're a proactive guy, you should be rewarded for that. But the reality is it's harder to get help. But Once you get in, they have two different types of departments typically. One is in charge of debt collecting. They're there to collect money. Those people are trained on the phone to try to find a way to get you to send them money. That's not the department you want to be talking to. You want to be talking to the loss mitigation department. Typically, that's the department that has the authority, the ability to actually modify your loan. And they don't always make it easy for you to get to those people. So that's if you want to do it yourself. The other option you have is you can hire a professional. And there are lots and lots of companies out there. And unfortunately, some are not so good. Some are really good. And uh, try to get a referral. I think that would be your best bet from someone that's actually gone through it successfully because there are some scam artists out there, unfortunately. But there are companies that do this, and they they will negotiate on your behalf. And the fees can range anywhere from you know three $4,000 up to a percentage of the savings. And just make sure that you understand who you're doing business with. I prefer attorneys because everything you talk about is uh, attorney-client-privileged. Uh, and then, um, you know, especially in that scenario, then you can give them all of your information and then they will put the best, uh, your best face forward in dealing with your lender. Uh, and then, uh, and then, you know, if you end up getting a deal that works for you, then just make sure you make your payments and make sure you reward them for uh, believing in you and redoing that deal for you.
4: Yeah. Maybe just a word Dave about some of the other companies that are not attorneys. There's just a, a ton of people who've popped up into this business, they're trying to add some service, but indeed they bring varying credentials. If they are not attorneys, by the way, the attorneys are the only ones who typically can charge you a fee up front if they are real estate licensees. So let me say that again. If they are brokers who are going to help you, they must have pre-approval by the state in order to charge you an upfront fee. That's a requirement for all brokers. Right but not attorneys. Attorneys
0: can charge you up a front fee in the way of a retainer. A real estate broker who has uh, permission from their Department of Real Estate can charge you up front, but nobody else can.
4: Correct. So you can immediately go to the Department of Real Estate for the state that you're in and ask whether the company who is proposing to help you is in fact granted that right. They'll be on an approved list. So just be careful of this. It doesn't mean people don't mean to help you and don't have any experience, but it's kind of a hodgepodge of what's out there.
0: All right, so Let's talk about modification. When you're asking the lender to modify the loan, that means they're going to change the terms that you've both agreed to. Uh, understand this happens all the time and more and more today, and you've had a circumstance. One, your house value is down. Two, uh, you have one of your incomes gone. Three, you've had a baby, right? So you have some, some things to work with, and and when you we'll talk about modification, you're talking about either a change of interest rate and therefore payment, or sometimes a change in principal balance. Now, it's rare, or it's, it, it's it's not as often that you'll get the the principal reduced on uh, the loan, uh, but it's possible, especially if you're way upside down. Last week on the show, we talked about some markets that were 50% off their high from 15, 16 months earlier. In those kind of cases, if you were highly leveraged, then you can make an excellent case for the fact that the property can no longer secure the loan and have the loan principal reduced. That's challenging, and there's some tax reasons that we may have time to get to that you'd want to uh, think through that, but that's one of the ways they modify it. The other way they modify it, of course, is to change the interest rate, typically temporarily – I just had a loan modified. It was a great uh, opportunity I had on a loan that I wasn't delinquent on, but the lender recognized that there was uh, an opportunity uh, to keep me as a client. Uh, it's a commercial property, so it's a little different than, uh, than residential, but uh, I got a two-year stay, essentially. They lowered my interest rate from 119 to 5% for two years. And after that, it can adjust back up. So that's just breathing room and it had to do, here's what it had to do with. Uh, They routinely, once a year, gather information about the property and they needed uh, rent roll information and my rent roll was down. We had a high number of vacancies and uh, it was because of the market transition and we were uh, repositioning some units and so forth. But that was enough information for me to go to the lender, my financial partner in the deal, and say, hey, how about a little help? And to my amazing surprise, they, they said, sure lower interest rate.
4: Just one more thing, Dave. When you go to the lender, you need to be prepared. You need to absolutely know your numbers. You need to be able to tell a consistent, repeatable story to whomever you talk to. It will be more than one occasion. And you got to do your homework about what the market prices are. The example Robert gave reminded me of one I was working on recently where the values of the properties had dropped about 50% it was urgently important that you know what the market value of your property is when you go in to renegotiate. Otherwise, you're just guessing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is a frustration that folks in your position often go through is, as you mentioned here, you've been digging into your savings to make the payments. And that's probably because you wanted to be uh, careful of your credit and wanted to pay on time and you agreed and so forth. Many people find that when the lender uh, is talking to you about a modification and you're not late or delinquent... They won't talk to you. They don't see a problem as long as the payment's being made. And so kind of the harsh reality of this is sometimes to get their attention, you need to miss a payment. That's not going to be uh, helpful to your credit score, but uh, if this is the only instance of of a credit problem, uh, then as part of your negotiation, you can negotiate that part as well. So just understand that uh, you have a much better chance of getting a modification done if you show distress and have a problem. You don't want to show so much financial distress that you couldn't qualify for the loan because then they're likely to – to say, well, we can't work with you. We've seen people make the mistake of only showing that they have, you know, very little income, and they go, well, see, I can hardly afford my my payment, and then the lender goes, well, then you're not going to be able to stay in the house.
3: Right. I think part of that is the lenders; they're going to take a hit, and they they need you to take a hit. And when you're looking at your balance sheet versus your credit, if you're going to give something up, I'd rather give up my credit score, which will repair itself quicker than my balance sheet will.
0: Our uh, guest today is you. You've got lots of questions you've submitted, and we're going to answer as many as we can today. And uh, if you're interested in a copy of a report that we did a few weeks ago on your options when it comes to loan workouts and modifications, you can send an email to workout at realestateguysradio.com. That's workout at realestateguysradio.com, and it's an informative report that will give you some more details about your options with the loan workout. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hey, Russ, what are you doing? Hey, I'm just uh, here uh, listening to a book. I see you're listening to a book. I hear you're listening to a book. What is the book you're listening to?
3: Ah, I'm listening to Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Oh,
0: one of my favorites. Don't tell me you're at audible.com. I love it. Yeah, here's a way for you to get uh, all kinds of great audio books that you can download uh, at your convenience and listen wherever you are. Do what we do. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash guys, and you can browse the entire assortment and also see their very special bonus offer.
3: It's, a, it's such a great way to, to leverage your, um, your uh, time.
0: Yeah, you can do it while you're driving, while you're working out. Please don't do it while you're listening to the Real Estate Guys radio program. But <laughs> at any other time, it's a great time to check out the latest uh, in authors, speakers, and uh, a lot of great content. And find out more at audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. Listen to something great this week.
1: Equity happens. Is it happening to you? Learn more at realestateguysradio.com.
2: In today's crazy economy, you name it, what aren't you worried about? I mean, there's your 401k, large investment banks are failing, and it seems every day there is more bad economic news. That's why I decided it's time to take action and invest in physical silver. I really like the idea of investing in something I can touch and own, not just a piece of paper that can disappear like some of my stock funds. Silver is a great hedge against inflation, and unlike gold, silver has a huge industrial demand, which is one of the reasons why some analysts expect it to dramatically rise in value. I also found the biggest challenge in owning silver is finding a place to buy it. If you spend any time looking, you'll find that everybody is sold out, taking back orders, and charging an incredible premium. I then was lucky that a friend told me about RBOR. They specialize in 100-ounce pure silver bars, perfect for an investor like me. Here's their number, 800 395 1123. That's 800 395 1123. Another supply is limited. It's 800 395 1123. 800 395 1123.
5: You know, there's a lot of talk about cell phones these days, and how talking on them can be bad for you. I read in the paper where a top doctor at a cancer center told his staff not to talk directly into their cell phones. Then a group of doctors on the Larry King Show said the same thing. I was then thinking about my daughter, who's a real estate agent. She spends all day on that thing, and my granddaughter is worse yet. So I decided to dig a little and do some research. That's when I found out about the Wave Shield. It's a lab-tested shield that sticks onto the earpiece and blocks most of the radiation from entering your ear. It's tested. proven to work. It was even reviewed by the FTC. The best thing is, it's an inexpensive solution to a really big problem. If I were you, I would call and order the Wave Shield today. You know, I even got one for my cordless phone, which they say can be as bad or worse. Here's the number. It's 800-316-2972. That's 800-316-2972. They have a special offer right now, so when you call, ask about it. The number is 800-316-2972. 800-316-2972. Crikey!
6: Local real estate market a little slow? If there's no appreciation, there's no equity. No worries! There are lots of markets and many are booming. G'day mate, this is Luke Chadwick, the deal hunter with Global Property Network. I spend most of my time travelling all over the US and the world hunting down hot markets, great properties and expert agents. Give us a ring at 1877-411-4GPN and we'll connect you to great agents in great markets with great deals. That's 1877-411-4476. Well mate, gotta go. To learn more, go to globalpropertynetwork.com or call us at 1877-411-4GPN. Don't be shy. Do it now.
1: Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of
0: The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for listening. And thanks for sending your cards and letters. Today we're answering questions from our listeners. If you have one, send it to guys at realestateguysradio.com. We don't promise to answer every one, but we do our best to answer the ones we can, and uh, we're doing that today. Uh, Living proof right there. Uh, So uh, let's get back to the questions. Uh, Joining me, uh, financial uh, strategist co-host Russell Gray. Hi, Robert. And the godfather of real estate. He's been an investor in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and now the new millennium. Bob Helms.
4: I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, we're glad you're here too. Uh, so this is the one right up your alley, Bob. This says, "Hi, guys! Love your show. I listen all the time on podcast. Sorry, not at the gym though." So clearly, someone that has listened to our show because we like food. that
3: explains my weight gain. That that does,
0: uh, and it's this person's fault, Darren. Uh, but but it's okay, Darren. A uh, question: I accepted a great job in Bend, Oregon, so I'm moving my family there from Portland. With the market slowdown over there, there are tons of rentals to choose from, but I feel we need to take the leap and become homeowners. Even with the current job and cost of living in Portland, we've never been able to save money for a down payment. You were talking about equity sharing on a program I listened to lately, and that really made sense to me and gives me hope that uh, maybe we can put our own place, uh, get our own place and start building equity. Okay, now here's the question. How does one go about finding an investor to partner with in this way? Thanks for all the great information, Darren. Well, first, I think a quick uh, uh, recap of what an equity share is.
4: Equity share is simply an arrangement between two people They can be related or non-related. That is, mom and dad can help one of their siblings get into a property by usually advancing the down payment. Then normally, whoever their equity share partner is, we call them the occupant, lives in the property, usually makes all the monthly payments, principal interest, taxes, insurance, and so forth. And at the end of a set period of time, typically five years, they agree to either sell the property and split the profit Usually what happens is the occupant, who's trying to get into and own a home, period, has the first option to buy out the investor. Failing that, the investor could buy out the occupant, and if neither one wants to keep the property, they could sell it and split their profit.
0: All right, there you go. So, lots of ways that can work. It doesn't have to be owner occupied. That's the way a lot of equity shares were done uh in the late 80s as an answer to uh looking for a way for non-related co-borrowers to to loan together. Uh, now, of course, loan programs uh have changed dr- dramatically and their availability has certainly changed dramatically in the last year. So, uh you'll want to bring in your mortgage consultant to uh be part of this conversation and so you can make sure that the that you can do a loan this way. And so the question comes down, if I'm uh, if I'm in your pr- uh, p- uh position, Darren, I've got a note nice new job, I've got a family, I want to get a house, I don't have a lot of cash saved up, but I can qualify for the monthly payment, can I attract an investor partner. You can. What's in it for the investor? Well, obviously, we know what's in it for you is that you don't have the down payment. And so you'd rather rather than rent, you'd like to be accruing some equity uh, in the future growth of a property and uh, probably in Bend, Oregon over the long haul. That will happen. Uh, So what's in it for the investor? Well, if I'm an investor, and I'm looking at in partnering with somebody who is an owner occupant of the property. I like that. I like that because most of my properties have tenants in them tenants who I don't know, they don't care about me, they don't treat the property very well because after all, they're tenants. Uh, I've had thousands of tenants over the years. I don't think a single one has ever owned a vacuum cleaner. And so as much as I love having tenants and I love the fact that they get up every day and go to work for somebody else and then have to take part of their paycheck and pay my mortgage, I love that part of it, uh, there's a challenge. And sometimes they leave the property in poor condition and sometimes they skip out on the rent and so on and so forth. If I'm an investor partnering with someone like you, Darren, who want, and by the way, that's not a a possibility, but uh, well, I don't know. Call me. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, but uh, if I was partnering with you, right, I'd like the fact that you're committed. You're going to move your family there. You're going to make the payments. I want to make sure from the lender that you're qualified. And so, who I have living in my house, if you will is someone who not only treats it as though they were the owner, they are the owner. So I like having a, a a tenant, if you will, that covers the payment. The other thing is that that's exactly the deal in most cases, is that you would cover the monthly payment. If the it was an adjustable loan and the payment went up, that would be your situation. If property taxes went up, you'd have to cover it. As opposed to if I have a house that I rent out, if the market slows down and I have a vacancy or I have to lower my rent, then I still have to come up with a way to make the mortgage payment. So typically you're going to split the future growth or appreciation of the property, and so what you want is you want to find someone who's a hands-off investor, who sees the benefit of having a great partner like yourself, and who believes in the long-term viability of your marketplace.
3: Yeah. So I call it, you get half the equity, half the hassle. You know, as the investor, you know, as Robert said, being a, being a landlord, you've got hassle, but you're going to take a lot of that hassle away and give gives someone half the upside uh, uh, opportunity. So that can be great. So, the, the you know, your question was, where do we find somebody? It was, how do you found a spouse? How do you make a friend? I mean, you, know, you reach out into the circle of people that you know, and once you've got your value proposition figured out, hey, here's the marketplace, here's the reasons why I think this is a good marketplace over the long haul, why I think the property will go up in value, here's who I am, here's why I think I'm a good risk, I have good credit, I can help you get this, what I'm short on is cash. There are, believe it or not, people out there that have no cash, I mean, that have cash, but poor credit. For whatever reason, and they still want to invest in real estate, and they need your credit, and that's very, very valuable. So you you know, you start by asking around friends, family. One of the untapped sources of cash right now in this current marketplace are retirement accounts. A lot of people don't realize that they can make an investment in real estate as long as they don't live in it. So a guy like you is perfect for someone who's saying, "Hey." My stocks aren't going anywhere. Oh, they're
0: going somewhere.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, they're up, they're down, they're up, they're down, but they never seem to go anywhere on on a trend line that looks real good. Whereas I can get into a piece of real estate and make money on it over the long haul and my, my retirement account can do that. So that's another source of, of finding people that have retirement accounts, maybe a, a friend of yours that has moved from one job to another, and now he's got a 401k that's el- eligible to do a, a rollover into a self-directed IRA, and he can use that as down payment to come alongside you.
0: Yeah. You know, the the thing about this type of investment especially is that you don't find this person on Craigslist. I mean, it's possible to find a total stranger. In fact, Bob in the late 80s had a, quite a part of our practice when we worked together selling real estate was putting together equity shares. We became like the recognized experts in the area and held seminars and put lots of, of folks together. Uh, but but here's why I think it makes sense to look in your circle of influence. You need someone to vouch for you and who you are. And, and, and this is the kind of investment where someone's going to be married to you, if you will, for yeah. a five-year period or so. And so you have advocates in your world, in your circle of influence. You may not know someone directly who would want to put the money in. And there's a whole business about friends and, and family doing business, and that's a, that's a personal choice we talk about in our book, but uh, you may know someone who knows somebody, right? Someone who knows you and knows you're a good person and you've had a, a, a great job and that you're uh, trustworthy and so forth, that's a person who might say, you know what, this uh, this uh, Darren guy, I mean, I think he'd be a good investor.
3: Right, and if you're shy, Darren, about approaching people directly, asking for the referral is the great Soft sell. You go up and say, hey, here's my situation. Here's what I'm looking to do. Do you know anybody? And if that person's your target and they say, well, gee, you know what? I'd be interested in that. Fabulous. The next thing is no matter how you find this person, work through the process of what if. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if I can't make the payment? What if, what if, what if? And then at least, at the very least, get a memorandum of understanding together where you write down what your expectations are. Probably... Uh, almost certainly preferable to go to an attorney and get, a, get a, a a document. It shouldn't be real complicated or real expensive, but it will save you a lot of relationships down the road if you put your stuff in writing on the front end.
4: I really like that idea, Russ, about saying who's got a self-directed fund of any kind, an IRA, a 401K, because you may think you may have that warm person, Uncle Harry, Aunt Sally, Mom and Dad, who don't have any cash, but have got some funds that they could put to this. That's not a difficult bridge. You'll need a little help there, but that's very doable.
0: All right, so uh, there we go. Equity sharing certainly viable. Even works in uh, situations of investment and the like. And today, we're seeing people using equity sharing ideas when they're in a property and they need some financial help. Right? I'm in a, in a great property in a great area, but uh, I'm having a hard time making the monthly payments because of I lost my job or whatever else might be. You can bring in an equity share partner today to help you with that and, and create uh, future. Uh, appreciation uh sharing all right our next question comes from sean sean says thanks for putting on such a great program i've got a great question for you i'm in the process of selling my home i have an offer and i'm getting ready to sign the contract and get into a returning uh, an attorney review so smart there uh i'm currently having a rough time financially um just just it's just temporary i'm selling the home to get another business opportunity going In this mortgage mess, this is the only option I had to get $100,000 out of my house, was to sell it, okay, Uh, because you can't do those big cash-out refis uh, as easily anymore, that's for sure. Anyway, the question is, how can I get some of the money before I close without asking the buyer to give me the down payment instead of going to escrow? Uh, Where can I find someone maybe who will put a note against the property until I go to closing, say, 25% interest? They could record the note and uh, get paid out of escrow, etc. Well, okay, good, good question and good creative thinking. First of all, uh, it is possible for you to have the buyer release money uh, that they have in escrow. We do that a lot of times in commercial and land transactions after a certain amount of due diligence is done. Say it's a 45-day escrow. You've had them put up a, a 10% or 5% down payment. It's quite possible that once they've, um, got their appraisal, done their inspections and so forth, you could make a condition that they release some of the money to you. So that's possible. That's be, that's where I would start because it wouldn't accrue interest. But it also is possible to find someone who would uh, provide you with the private capital for a short period of time, especially because your property is in escrow.
3: You know, I want to take a step back because I have, I see something that I've done personally. I remember us having a conversation, Robert, with Robert Kiyosaki about this topic. And I see I'm selling the home to get another business opportunity going. I have done that and I have lived to regret it mr. kiyosaki said exactly the same thing I know that's not your question but I, I just couldn't help but fixate on that you know if you've got a great business opportunity you can you can go get people who are willing to invest in that business opportunity with you and you don't have to give up your property I, I think most people would say over time selling a property to start a business which is a much higher risk venture they'd look back on that and go you know if I had to do that over again I probably wouldn't have done it I know I wouldn't have done it and I've done it more times than I'd like to tell you. So I'm, I'm so let me ask you this, How easy
0: would it have been to talk you out of it back when you did it? It
3: it would have been hard. It would have been hard. Yeah, But, you know, I figured you got to give people the opportunity to hear the message.
0: Yeah. So we don't have enough information about uh, the business opportunity. Can you borrow money short-term at a really high interest rate uh, and have it recorded or have it uh, billed to the escrow? Absolutely you can. Uh, And finding those people is a challenge. You know, there's a resource that you might consider uh, that might even apply to Darren. Darren's looking for some money. Peer-to-peer lending. Yeah. We don't have any axe to grind here, but there's uh, a lot of uh, these sites that have put together this opportunity uh, for people to loan each other money. Now, you've got to have a good credit rating, typically, and you kind of set uh, the parameters. The most you can borrow, I think, is $25,000, sometimes less at these sites. But if you just uh, search around for peer-to-peer lending in your favorite browser, I'm sure it'll uh, it'll pop up some solutions for you. So that might be a possibility. Hey, if you have a question for the real estate guys, here's how you get it to us. Send us your email uh, with as much information as you think we need to answer the question to guys at realestateguysradio.com. We don't do this very often, but when we have a a great opportunity, like a holiday weekend, uh, we will uh, answer as many questions as we can. We've got lots more of those questions to answer when we return, and a chance for you to win a prize as we play Real Estate Trivia. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network.
5: Hello, Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to the Real Estate Guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about.
6: Chadwick Chadwick Real estate like diamonds are forever So when it comes to real estate Never say never again I travel the world for Global Property Network, spying out hot markets, experienced agents, and great deals. So if the world is not enough and you're looking for investment or vacation real estate anywhere in America or around the globe, call Global Property Network. I've got a gold finger for connecting you to great properties. You only live twice, so to grow your income for the second part of your life, you can live and let die, or you can go for it, like the living daylights. GPN
1: is here to help. From Russia with love, this is Luke Chadwick for Global Property Network. Give Luke and his team at Global Property Network a license to kill and find you income-producing property. Tomorrow never dies, so you need Luke to find properties and deals for your eyes only. Call Luke and GPN today, 877-411-4GPN. That's 877-411-4GPN. Or on the sponsors page at realestateguysradio.com.
3: Go online with The Real Estate Guys.
1: We need to know what you think about The Real Estate Guys. So we're asking our listeners to complete an anonymous online survey. You'll help give us valuable information to grow The Real Estate Guys show and provide you with the info that you're looking for. While you're online, subscribe to our e-newsletter. You'll automatically be entered to win a cruise with The Real Estate Guys. We'd love your feedback. Go online now at realestateguysradio.com. Are you excited about real estate investing but not sure where to get started? Learn the secrets of building wealth through real estate in the comfort of your own home. In the Real Equity Home Study Course, professional investor Robert Helms and his team of experts show you why real estate outperforms other investments. Stop dreaming about investing in real estate and start doing something about it. Order the Real Equity Home Study Course today at realestateguysradio.com and click on Resources, realestateguysradio.com. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com.
0: Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys Radio program and hope you're having a happy, happy holiday. and we've just uh, come off the uh, Thanksgiving weekend. I don't know when you're listening to the show. You might be listening in the middle of uh, May, but uh, either way, uh, be thankful for something this week. Uh, we're talking about uh, your questions today, taking the questions that you've submitted to us and uh, doing our best to answer. them. Before we continue on with that, it's time to give you a prize. That's right. One of you, actually two of you, are going to win a prize as we play Real Estate Trivia. In just a minute, I'm going to ask you a trivia question that has something to do with real estate. As soon as you hear the question and know the answer, send us an email to trivia at RealEstateGuysRadio.com. Include your name and mailing address, so if you're the winner, we can send you an autographed copy of "Equity Happens: Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate," our book on real estate investing. Find out more at EquityHappens.com. The first person with the right answer is going to win a copy, and then everybody who has the right answer entered into a drawing for a second copy. That's because lots and lots of you folks today are listening on the internet or iTunes after the fact, and we want to make it fair to you too. So you also have a chance to win a book, even though you might not be listening live on the radio. So that's how uh, trivia works. And uh, before we cover this week's question, uh, we're going to go to last week. And uh, we had a fun question that had to do, of course, with Thanksgiving last week. Our trivia question was, which state produces the most turkeys? And uh, the answer, uh, by a fair margin, is the state of Minnesota followed by North Carolina, Arkansas, and Virginia. Do you know how many turkeys uh, will be uh, consumed for Christmas? A lot. <laughs> well, we talked about last uh, week. 40, I should know that. 45 million turkeys are eaten That's right. uh, on That's Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, only only 22 million on Christmas and 19 million eaten uh, on, on Easter. So now you know. But that is not today's trivia question. That was last week's trivia question. This week, here's what we want to know. What's the only – is this it? Oh, yeah, here it is. <laughs> want to make sure I ask the right question. What's the only continent that does not have a desert? What's the only continent that doesn't have a desert? If you know the answer or want to take a guess, send it to us at trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name and mailing address so that if you win, we can send you your book, Equity Happens. Uh, our book. Well, we wrote it, but it'll be yours when we give it to you. You get. You know what I'm saying. So what's the only continent uh, without a, uh, a desert? All right, back to our questions. Uh, if you have a question for the Real Estate Guys, you can always send it to guys at realestateguysradio.com. Uh, here we go. First of all, great show. I love when they start off that way.
3: Yeah, that's great. Like yeah. rarely do we get, we did
0: get one, but rarely do we get them where it says lousy show. But and when,
3: then they ask a question. And they ask a question hey, I want anyway. your advice, yeah. but you guys stink.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had a question that said we were far too general. Dude, we got 40 minutes a week. How specific can we get? Plus, we'd like people to stay awake during the show. So uh, go back and listen to our five years of shows and uh, see if you can find some information there. All right. Uh, first of all, great show. I'm new to real estate investing, and by listening to the show, I'm learning something every day. So just to the uh, listener who wrote that uh, we don't really give out much information, I would have to say... Nah, nah, na na. nah. nah, nah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you very much for this incredible service. <sighs> mm, love it. Uh, I have a quick question. When purchasing properties overseas, does this affect your federal income tax return? For example, if I have a mortgage on a property overseas, can I claim the depreciation and interest on in the loan like I am able to in the U.S.? Thank you, Alex. Well, Alex, thank you for your kind words. We are not tax professionals, but we know a great one. And so joining us on the air here at the Real Estate Guys, please welcome certified public accountant Dan Kennedy. Hey, Dan.
7: Hey Robert, thanks for having me.
0: Yes, thanks so much for uh spending time on this. We actually uh, sent forward this email to you when it came in and you took time to answer it and then we thought well you know, rather than us go through Dan's answer, uh maybe you can uh can speak to this issue. Obviously, we have to make some assumptions here, but uh, you you uh you understand the question, right?
7: Yeah, I think so, and I think he's assuming I'm assuming this is a rental property and not a second home or uh anything else. Okay. Uh, and that they're receiving rental income. In that case, on the other assumption that we need to make here is that they own it in their name. Okay. Um, title is actually in their own physical name. Many countries don't allow you to have title a foreign person to have title in their name. Either you have to own it through someone else or um, you have to own it through land trust or corporation.
0: Like in Mexico, where you have a fide camiso in many of the areas of Mexico.
7: Yeah. In those cases, it, the answer gets much trickier. <laughs> um, but if we assume that you're like in England, where you can own it in your own name, if you're an American citizen or Australia... Um, then it's not much different than it would be a U.S. property. In fact, you're required to report the rental income and the rental expenses. Um, Depreciation will vary slightly, but not significantly. So, Otherwise, it would be treated no different than the street next door to you if you were renting it.
0: Excellent information. I'm willing to bet a number of our listeners did not know that. That's awesome. Hey, why I have you on the line, uh, one other question I thought we might uh, ask the CPA. Uh, We were talking earlier about loan modifications, and one of the real possibilities today is that you might have a lender who would forgive part of the mortgage. They might uh, lower your principal balance, but that might uh, create mortgage relief. Are you taxed on uh, forgiven debt, and how does that work?
7: Um, The answer to that is yes. Um, you are, you should be taxed on debt forgiveness, even though it's just a loan modification, if they lower the principal balance. If they change your payments, that may not be debt forgiveness, just if they lower the interest rate or allow you to make a lesser payment. But um, any amount of debt forgiven is, a, is income, and it would come to you in the form of usually a 1099C, uh, and it's considered ordinary income, which can be harsh to some people. It's not passive income, and it's not capital. It's ordinary
0: so you could offset it against losses, but they'd have to be uh, your ordinary losses. Yeah,
7: so your rental losses would not be allowed to offset it if you are not a real estate professional. Gotcha. Um, now, it varies. Many banks forget to send them. I don't know if now in this new environment they may not, but many of my clients in the past years, past, lots of times didn't get them or got them very late. Um, so we'll see how that works this year.
0: Okay, well, but they're pretty overwhelmed.
7: This <laughs> is happening more frequently. Maybe that won't be the case.
0: Yeah, but. maybe those whole new departments. All right, well, we uh, certainly appreciate it. We know you are a busy guy. Hey, if someone wanted to get uh, in touch with you, wanted information about, uh, since you are an active investor, not just a, a great tax guy, how do they get uh, a hold of you, Dan?
7: The easiest way is to get a hold of me are email, which is simply dan, D-A-N, at D P K. CPA, In other words, Daniel Patrick Kennedy, Certified Public Accountant.com. Or you can phone me at 650 577 2314.
0: All right, Dan, uh, thanks so much for your time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Robert. Take care. There you go, uh, Dan Kennedy, Certified Public Accountant. Dan at DPKCPA. Uh, dot com. Dan always uh, knows the answer. It's amazing, you know. He does the every uh, quarter or so we have Dan come and speak in front of a group, and and uh, he's not exactly Tony Robbins on stage, <laughs> um, but but he you can't stump the guy. Right. I mean, it's amazing. And when you watch him, like you ask him a question, you can just see, watch his brain work, and then he comes up. I mean, it's just a, absolutely amazing. So uh, w- when we get a tax question, we tend to uh, not answer it ourselves because what do we know about taxes? Uh, so there you go. Thanks, Dan, for that. All right, next uh, question. This comes from Corey. And Corey says, Hey, guys, have a question. Nothing about how good our show is, though. That's all right, Corey. Uh, I heard you mention on your show, so you listen good, that you have a vacation property in Puerto Vallarta that you own with others. That would be Russ that has that. Can you elaborate on this arrangement? I've been looking for a similar situation. I want to own a vacation property in Mexico, preferably Mazatlan, but I don't want a timeshare. And I don't want to be the only owner, as then it would sit empty about 50 weeks out of the year. I believe there are tremendous benefits to forming an LLC with about 10 to 20 other members and then purchasing a property. You'd basically be creating your own timeshare property, but you would actually own it. I have been unable to find information about this. Perhaps you guys can point me in the right direction or even help in possibly coordinating a purchase. Thanks for all of your help. Keep up the great work uh, from Corey. All right. Thanks so much uh, for that question. Next question. No, just kidding. (laughs) This is, a, this is a a great topic. We'll let, uh, to, let uh, Rush tell the story of his uh, multi-owner uh, condominium in beautiful Puerto Vallarta.
3: Yeah, it's really... It's a great story because it was actually a business associate of ours, and we were on a business trip, and we were all three of us on a plane, Robert, uh, myself, and this other gentleman. And this guy was in love with Puerto Vallarta. He goes, oh, I, I really found this place. I really want to buy it, but I just can't afford it. Well, you can't say, I can't afford it, to Robert, because that is like speaking a foreign language. His thing is always... How can I afford it? How can I put the deal together? And I remember clearly on the back of a Southwest Airlines napkin, you came up with this strategy. It was really very simple, and he almost answered Corey. You almost answered this question even in your own in your in your question. In Corey, your, in I'm your happy knowledge.
0: to um, fax you the napkin if you'd like to see it. But we'll just <laughs> uh, we'll tell you how it. Worked. But it was
3: exactly the concept. Um, and so what we did is we got nine people together and we took the price of the property and divided it ten ways because the guy that organized this wanted two shares. And so there were nine of us, and and we bought this. It was a half-a-million-dollar property. It was seventh floor, looking out, 300-degree views of the ocean. Right on the water. 2,000-square-foot condominium in a very nice area. Just really, really nice. And the way we put the deal together was we all just brought cash. So we all brought fifty grand in, and it was a little bit less, so by the time that we paid all the fees and paid for the furniture and all that, we were all in for cash. To me, it was a cash at refi on a, uh, a property I had here in the state, so it really cost me about $250 a month in interest, and so now I'm in. What I got out of it was three weeks a year that I get to use for personal use, or I can rent them out for cash. And then everybody else got that. So the nine people all got three, so it was something like 30-something weeks. And then the remaining weeks, we rented the property out for income. And, of course, we had no mortgage payment, so it easily covers the expenses. And you actually get a little bit of positive cash flow. Fortunately, we bought in a very nice appreciating area. Property's gone up in value even now. And so when you do all the math and pencil that out, essentially I'm in for free because all it was was 250 bucks a month of interest on a, on a property, and that was deductible.
4: That's pretty good. It worked pretty good. Just a little offshoot on that idea. I had some friends who had 12 people who owned one. They each essentially had one month just an idea you might think about because they didn't want to have september of every year these guys had a little pool where they rotated it among themselves so there's a lot of things you could do to make it um to make it the fairest for everybody but i think it's a great idea yeah
3: we Absolutely. appointed one guy to be the manager we did it in a limited liability company that owns whatever the deal is in mexico a- in- of camiso. A- camiso and so that you know i don't we don't actually own directly the real estate we own the company that owns the trust that owns the real estate but At the end of the day, I get the keys, I get to go. And when it sells, I get the money. So it works for me.
0: You need to decide if you're going to do that with a group, whether it's going to be held just for the production of income or personal use and benefit or both. In Russ's case, they get both. They each uh, each of the nine owners uh, or 10 uh, shares gets three weeks. It's 30 weeks and the rest of the weeks are are rented out and they split the income, which pretty much covers uh, most of the maintenance costs and so forth. But we've seen these done strictly as investments and strictly as personal use. But absolutely, you can put this deal together and uh, make sure you seek appropriate counsel uh, when you finally put the uh, paperwork together. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. More of your questions when we come back. I'm your host, Robert Helms.
1: Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com.
5: You know, there's a lot of talk about cell phones these days and how talking on them can be bad for you. I read in the paper where a top doctor at a cancer center told his staff not to talk directly into their cell phones. Then a group of doctors on the Larry King show said the same thing. I was then thinking about my daughter, who's a real estate agent. She spends all day on that thing, and my granddaughter is worse yet. So I decided to dig a little and do some research. That's when I found out about the Wave Shield. It's a lab-tested shield that sticks onto the earpiece and blocks most of the radiation from entering your ear. It's tested and proven to work. It was even reviewed by the FTC. The best thing is, it's an inexpensive solution to a really big problem. If I were you, I would call and order the Wave Shield today. You know, I even got one for my cordless phone, which they say can be as bad or worse. Here's the number. It's 800-316-2972. That's 800-316-2972. They have a special offer right now, so when you call, ask about it. The number is 800-316-2972. 800-316-2972.
6: Crikey! Local real estate market a little slow? If there's no appreciation, there's no equity. No worries! There are lots of markets and many are booming. G'day mate, this is Luke Chadwick, the deal hunter with Global Property Network. I spend most of my time travelling all over the US and the world hunting down hot markets, great properties and expert agents. Give us a ring at 1877-411-4GPN and we'll connect you to great agents in great markets with great deals. That's 1877-411-4476. Well, mate, got to go. To learn more, go to globalpropertynetwork.com or call us at 1877-411-4GPN. Don't be shy. Do it now.
3: Hi, this is Garrett Sutton, Rich Dad's advisor. Remember, equity happens, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys.
0: Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. With me, uh, the uh, godfather of real estate, Bob Helms. Good to be here today. And our co-host, uh, financial strategist, Russell Gray. Thankful to be here. Answering your cards and letters. Uh, if you have a question for the Real Estate Guys, guys at realestateguysradio.com will do it. And uh, we're getting through a stack of them. We're obviously not going to get to them all, uh, but we'll have to do another show where we do this very same thing. So don't let that keep you from sending them in. Uh, and also, just so you know, sometimes we do uh, answer the the questions. The one we just had Dan answer is one that uh, Russ had forwarded off uh, to, to Dan to get his tax insight. in. so um, if you have a burning question, please do send it to us. Uh, Guy Love your show, though I have only recently discovered it. A month ago, I've been listening uh, via podcast almost daily trying to catch up and learn. Uh, If you go to our site at realestateguysradio.com, you can download past shows. That's what he's probably talking about. I was curious to know, uh, or if you go to iTunes too, uh, what your recommendations would be for the best resource to learn the basics of market analysis. I'm only 22 years old and have little money, but have been interested in real estate since high school. And I'm uh, so I'm trying to educate myself before diving in. Thanks so much for your suggestion. That's from Joe, and Joe wrote that he's from Utah. So when we get your email, we don't know where you're from, unless it's in your email address. But we so like know. to know. So yeah, let, us know. let us know. Let us know where you're from. So Joe, uh, first of all, congratulations at being interested in real estate at 22. I sure wish I hadn't wait to get waited to get started uh, investing until uh, I was 24. <laughs>
4: and i was 26
0: yeah so when did you buy I your first 19. House? 19. i was 19 19 19
3: and i started uh, being interested in real estate in high school taking real estate principles and practices classes at the local junior college well i was still in high school
0: so joe here's a thing you've hit on you've hit the nail on the head what's most important in real estate investing is the market that you're in not the property first the market then the property i'm not interested in what the cap rate is on an apartment building if i don't know where it sits Market analysis is everything, especially for equity investors, investors that want to buy property that goes up over time and benefit from that. You want to make sure, even cash flow investors want to be in a strong market with strong underlying fundamentals and sustainable drivers. Market analysis is everything. Can't stress it enough. So how do you learn the basics of it? Well, I'll tell you what, I, uh, had a, 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 a seek, I was seeking, I was looking, I wanted to find the resources and I got super, super frustrated that no one had ever written a really great book on market analysis or property due diligence. I don't know why that is. Um, I taught at the college level for about four years, and I had access to all the textbooks and a lot of great real estate textbooks. Most of them would bore you to, to, to death, but uh, some good, good stuff. But at the end of the day, not much on this topic. And I think that is if you look across the real estate education landscape, there's a lot of boot camps. There's a lot of books and tapes, and they're all designed to get you hyped up on stuff and get you excited about you know how you can make thousands of dollars profiting on foreclosures with none of your own money, right? That's a book title that's going to sell books. But but this isn't sexy. Market right. analysis and due diligence isn't sexy.
3: No, they, they oversell. I mean, they oversell the whole concept of real estate investing. They want to make it sound like you don't have to be a professional. They want to make it sound like it doesn't take any work, doesn't take any intellect, it doesn't take any effort, and that's not true. And right. so, yeah, of course. I mean, nobody's going to write a book on that in in the educational world that gets paid for getting you know selling you the education because they want to convince you it's easy. So hopefully, if you're a dedicated listener of the real estate guys, you know we talk about the stuff that goes wrong. We talk about that you got to approach it uh, seriously, that you do have to take time to become a true professional. Uh, with that said, we still haven't answered your question. So Robert, I'm going to let you, you pick that back up again.
0: So, uh, so what I did uh, after all of that is I decided to put together a class, which uh, ended up being a three day seminar called analyzing markets and properties The Due diligence process well, it
3: started out as a three hour seminar. I'm trying to, we only have
0: <laughs> 10 minutes left for I'm trying to cut to give the reader's digest version <laughs> of the story. Now it's actually taken longer, but, uh, but the reality is we haven't done that seminar in a couple of years. And, and when we did it, uh, it was awesome and it got great feedback. And, uh, uh, so, you know, one of these days we'll put, we'll get it put onto audio or video. But in the meantime, let me give you some places you can look. I have just some great bookmarks that I, this is, this is where I spend my world is figuring out where the puck's going to go, right? Where are the next marketplaces? And I don't limit it just to one country, that's for sure. Uh, but some of my favorite places in the U.S. to get information, uh, real estate often has a lot to do with jobs. People want to rent where there are jobs. They go where there are jobs. So if you're going to be interested in market analysis, you want to study jobs, the trends, where they're going, new industries distribution all of that a great site for that and it's free is bls.gov That's the bureau of labor statistics they've got lots of uh, other useful and some useless information Um, but it's fairly user friendly and you're paying for it anyway it's a government site Uh, bls.gov is a great place to look Um, just uh, in september the milken institute released uh, the best performing cities Uh, report, uh, the places in America where the jobs are created and sustained. That's a a report you can download. It's $20, uh, but you can uh, review the PDF at no charge uh, online. uh, If you look up the Milken Institute, it's not a definitive work, but what it's great, especially for a student, someone that's trying to understand market analysis, is if you read the whole report, you'll see what their methodology is, what they're basing their findings are, and then they'll give you the findings of what they think are the best cities. I'm not saying those are places to invest, but the question you asked is a student trying to educate your a great resource. Commercial brokerages do a wonderful job of putting together market information. Typically, uh, in the first quarter of the year, you'll get the recap of 2008. So if you look at the big uh, commercial brokerages, these aren't folks that are catering to uh, duplex and fourplex buyers. These are folks catering mostly to institutions and large large apartment and commercial investors, but they've got some great information. And then I think another good site uh, that's, again, a government site is the site of the Office of Federal Housing Enterprise Oversight, which is at o f h uh, e o gov o f h e o dot gov the Office of Federal housing enterprise oversight, a name I can never remember, so I had to write down to answer your question, um, has some good information. They report where the markets uh, are and where various uh, real estate markets are moving. NAR does a similar thing, the National Association of Realtors. Sometimes people give NAR a bad time for being too pro uh, real estate, but they do a great amount of research. And if you go to their org site and not their .com site, you'll find um, there's some good research there on the main page. And if you just peruse it once every couple of weeks, uh, often some good information there. So So I'm sure there's a ton more. I could spend a whole show on it, but there's some ideas about where you might go for uh, some due diligence. All right. Answering your questions. Here's maybe my favorite question. And so I I hope we're going to have time uh, for this. This comes from Josh. Hello. I'm new to real estate investing and recently found your show podcast, and I'm hooked. I'm enlightened every time I hear the show, and I can't thank you guys enough. But one thing concerns me. While your show often discusses the importance of thinking for yourself when making real estate investing decisions, a lesson I take to heart and operate on, you sure do have a lot of sponsors that encourage me to do otherwise. So, my question is what's your policy for accepting advertisers? Do you sell advertising to the highest bidder or do you sell advertising only to those that you find reputable and reinforce your brand? By nature, I'm a skeptic of advertising, but I'm inclined to be more receptive to the ads on your show because the content of the show is so good. Is this a mistake on my part? I know you don't want to undermine your sponsors and I won't hold it against you if you sell out to the highest bidder. Nonetheless, I need to know to what degree you guys back your advertisers to better in uh, Inform form my investment decisions. Uh, lastly, I'm looking for a mentor and, and so forth. It ends with, uh, again, I love the show. It has changed my life. You have no idea. Well, anyone that says our show has changed their life certainly deserves uh, to get an answer. And uh, the answer is, um, that's a great question question, let's talk about uh, our our program. Our program is supported by our advertisers that we very much appreciate. However, the advertisers are just that. They're paid advertisers. They pay a fee to uh, have uh, airtime. It's different on the radio than it is on the podcast. There's fewer commercials on the podcast uh, and less repetition of the uh, commercials, and there's different uh, programs. And it's easy for anyone to figure out uh, that if you contact our executive producer and wanted to sponsor our show. Um, However, I will tell you this. We say no to To a lot more sponsors than we say yes to. Over the years, we have considerable control, probably more than most radio shows have, over who their sponsors are. A number of the stations that uh, we're at will run advertising before or after our show that we have no control over. But if it's on during our show, we control whether or not we accept the advertiser. It doesn't mean that we stand uh, behind them and have conducted years of due diligence on them.
3: Right, and there's no way that you can you know, so, uh, you know, the, the radio show, like anything else, has a business model, which you're smart enough to pick up on. But at the same time, uh, we really don't make money doing this. We do it for the fun of it. We Russ love-
0: and I have never, and Bob, and 11 years I've been the host of this show. Not once has it ever paid me a single dime. We don't broadcast on the radio because we make all this money selling sponsorships. Uh, we earn our money through real estate absolutely positively. We do the show because we love to do it. We love to watch the lights turn on. We love to enlighten people. And uh, it's great fun for us and we'll do it just as long as we have the time and energy to do it uh but it is important that you understand uh the fact that these are paid advertisers in most cases we meet them very often we have a phone conference beforehand some of the advertisers over the years we've uh, done at live events with we uh, have as guests on the show quite quite uh, regularly but uh do your own homework for sure do your own homework if i'm listening if i like the content of the show i might say you know what yeah, I'm going to listen to this, and and I'm going to give these guys credence. But that's just one vote of confidence. You have to take the next step and uh, and really go from there.
4: Just one thing, you often will endorse somebody personally. If you do that, that says you do have some relationship with those people that you've either gathered through using their services, etc.
0: Yeah, if you hear if you hear my voice on an ad, then uh, that's one more. But still, do your due diligence, right? Got to do that. Hey, if you have a question for the Real Estate Guys, uh, we would love to uh, answer it on the air or even personally send it to us at guys at realestateguysradio.com, and uh, we'll do our best to answer. Thanks to the guys. Thanks to all of our listeners for contributing the questions. Thanks to Chase, our engineer, Matthew, our executive producer. We'll see you next week on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Remember, equity happens. Make sure something happens to you.
8: This airing of The Real Estate Guys was brought to you in part by our sponsors. Corporate Direct. Get the edge in business and wealth building with asset protection, privacy, and tax savings. Call Rich Debt Advisor Garrett Sutton at 800-600-1760. Global Property Network. Have Goldfinger Luke Chadwick help you find properties from around the world. Call GPN at 877-411, the number 4, GPN. Equity Happens Institute. The Equity Happens Institute is dedicated to providing real estate investment education for effective action. To find out more about the Equity Happens Institute, call 866-900-4232. You can find out about these and our other valued sponsors on our sponsor page at realestateguysradio.com. And to learn how you can sponsor the program, call Matthew Pierce at 510-521-5100. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on The Real Estate Guys. Hi, this is Robert Helms. As
0: a real estate investor, you know you need to be concerned about asset protection. When an investor asks me about the litigation explosion in America and what they can do to better protect their real estate assets, I like to refer them to Corporate Direct. Equity happens, but it can be limited without solid asset protection in place. And Corporate Direct protects your assets. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by Garrett Sutton. He's an attorney, best-selling author, and one of Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors. Garrett and his staff are knowledgeable, helpful, and surprisingly affordable. And I know, I've used Corporate Direct and have been exceedingly satisfied with their service. They're on the web at CorporateDirect.com or you can call them at 1-800-600-1760. That's CorporateDirect.com or 1-800-600-1760. You know you need asset protection for your real estate, so visit CorporateDirect.com or 1-800-600-1760. Find them on the resource page at RealEstateGuysRadio.com. That's CorporateDirect.com.